0: This is The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can we can now, here's are Sue Fries.
1: Thank you so much for joining The Sue Fries Show, and it's just so wonderful to be with you today. In thinking about what I was going to talk about today, uh, there's some things, you know, that... Um, just in your life, okay, you're going through life, and it's busy, 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 right? I mean, we're all busy, busy, busy. And what happens is is sometimes we get so busy that we just don't hear or we don't pay attention to just the slightest of things that could be happening in our lives. And here's something that happened with me, which uh, kind of um, got me to where I am right now to talk to you about this, because it was something, a real eye-opener. On Monday morning, I um, I usually, Sunday night or Monday morning, I drive 90 minutes to two hours, depending on what time I leave, um, to get to my office from where I am during the weekend. And I got up at three o'clock and I'm thinking, oh, great, I'm going to have a really good uh, morning because I'm going to get there early and I'm not going to have traffic. And I packed all my stuff up, got it in the car. I did a lot of precursor things the night before, so I would be ready. And I've got everything packed in the car. I'm ready to go. And it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. And normally I leave around 445 and I still miss a lot of traffic to get there on time to my office by 7 o'clock because I have a staff meeting uh, at 730. Anyway, so I'm all packed. I'm ready to go. I'm way early. I uh, got less sleep, of course. And I can't find my keys. And I'm searching every single bag. I'm searching both vehicles. I'm searching everything I can search, going up and down the stairs, in the bedroom, going through every single place I had gone the night before to find out where my keys are. Now, my keys, I feel like a janitor because I have I have keys to my office. I have keys to my condo. I have keys to my car. I have keys to everything that I need keys for. And without those keys, if I just got in the car and I just drove away, I wouldn't be able to get into my office and I wouldn't be able to get into my condo and I wouldn't be able to. So I couldn't leave without knowing for sure that I had my keys. So after an hour and a half of talking to myself, just trying to figure it out, I I finally I got into my car. And I sat there in my car and I tried to get less anxious. Have you ever been here where you're just so anxious you can't think straight? And I was like, uh, I was so pressured. I, was, I put this pressure on me. And I sat there and I was trying to re, revisit my steps of the last time I used those keys to try to figure out where I might have laid them. Now, I have my systems, I have my normal procedures on what I do, how I do it, so that I can assure that I've got what I need in order to get to this place, that place, and whatever. I, I took a deep breath. I was praying, Lord, please just help me find these keys. And then my mouth verbally said, You need the keys to get into your things. But what you really need is the key to me. You are so busy that you are not focused on the key of heaven, the key of relationship, the keys that you need in order for you to move forward. So sister, daughter, I want you to just take a deep breath. And I want you to understand that these keys that you need are to the material things you have and you the focus for you needs to be on me okay i was verbally saying this to me but it was the lord's words that were coming that, that was just there now i'm saying this to you not to uh you know expose myself of maybe i'm not you know, in the word enough, or I'm and I, I think I would say that no matter how much I'm in the word, I would say I'm not in it enough because that is where the keys to life are. It's your relationship with your heavenly father. That's where the keys are. The key to heaven is understanding walking in righteousness. Well, what does that mean? um, ha, you know, living a life that is glorifying to the Lord. What does that mean exactly from moment to moment? I look at my grandkids and the decisions that they're making. They're making decisions on, do I share? Do I not? Do I do what my parents are saying? Or do I, uh, have a little rebellious spirit, which they don't even know that that's what that is, but they have what they want and they have what's being asked of them. And they have a decision to make. And don't we all, we have a decision to make Every moment of our lives on what we're going to do next. As a parent, we're to train them up in the way they shall go, correct? We're supposed to train them because they don't know. They don't know where they should go. They don't know. So we are there to protect, to guide, to coach, to love on, you know, to speak health and love into their lives, to speak worthiness into their lives, to speak confidence in their lives. And the only way we can do that is by teaching them as we go. So the Lord was teaching me because I'm a child of God and I want him to teach me. And so after all of this conversation happened, I went in and I knocked on uh, my son's door and I said, Tyson, can you come help me? I'm sorry I have to wake you up early, but can you come help me? Because I have exhausted all possibilities of where these keys could be. And I can't really move forward without the keys. I need these keys and we all need the keys. We need the keys. You know, how many times do you hear, you know, five keys to, or seven keys to a uh, happy marriage or keys to success or keys to this or keys to that. But we need entry. We need entry. And the small little thing, whether it's a combination Or it's a key to unlock the door. Think about it. The symbolism. The symbolism of the key. The key. What is the key to get to where you want to go? What is it that you need that you don't have access? What is it in your life that is holding you back from entrance or access to what it is you want Sometimes it's in our own minds, our own belief system. In Matthew, it talks about that you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does that mean exactly? It's like our belief system can hold us back. We don't have the key to unlock the door, to get to where we want to go. Something's holding us back, and sometimes it's us. It's you. It's me. In our thinking, we're holding ourselves back. And maybe it's the knowledge, the lack of knowledge that's holding us back from what God wants. So today I want you to think about how God speaks to us, how God speaks. I told you about the driving and having open access. And if you have someone running along the side of you and you've and you you've got to move ahead or you've got to move behind, you've got to make a choice of where you're going to go. And sometimes, you know, misery loves company, right? We're riding alongside because you don't want to be alone. You want to know that you're, you're not alone, and you're not ever alone as long as you have the Lord. We're not alone. So 20 unique ways God speaks to us today. These could be the keys, could they not? The Bible. The Bible. The Holy Bible is God's word. We can say that it is God's primary way of speaking to us. Any other communication must be based and tested by what is taught in Scripture. The Holy Bible is God's guide for us, so we can reach Him, the only true God, and hear back from Him. God chose to reveal Himself to us, and no one could force Him into showing Himself to His creatures. Scholars classify the following types of revelation. General revelation, this is the creation which is considered an indirect revelation of God. It gives us clues about Him, but not enough to have a relationship with Him. There is more information about this In item 10, and I'm hoping through this, I get to item 10. In everything that goes on in our lives, if we ask the Lord to reveal himself and the lesson that he wants to teach us, he will do that, but we have to ask, ask and you shall receive. That's what he says. He is the way, the truth and the life he is. And so the key is, is to know him. In any aspect of your life, we have choices. And in any aspect of life, we have choices of good and evil. We have choices of going this way or that way. And some are going to bear fruit, and some are going to be life lessons. Actually, both are life lessons. It's just some that end up better than other choices that we make. And we learn from either, and so both of them have their benefits, is learning, learning, learning. The Lord is teaching us. But we have to be uh, aware. We have to be available. We have to understand that this thing with the keys, okay? I could have just given up. I could have got a locksmith. I could have done a lot of things. But I chose to sit there and try to regroup. And then I asked my son for help. And just by him coming out with a great attitude, he was exhausted. He came out with a great attitude, and he goes, okay, okay. Let's retrack. And so he started asking me questions. And I went, you know what? I've checked this bag three times. I'm going to check this bag again. And you know what? I checked that bag again, which made sense that it would be where I would put my keys. It made total sense in my mind. That, But I checked that bag. I checked it three times. Now, all of a sudden, I put my hand in and guess what? There they were, this big clump of keys. I felt so bad that I woke him up. But I didn't feel bad because I felt like God wanted to teach me something. And I shared it with my son. I shared the lesson with Tyson. Why? Because I feel like, why not? If God's teaching me something, if I can spread that forward, if I can pay it forward, if I can teach somebody else something through the lesson that he's teaching me, then I think that I'm doing a good thing. I think that's what God wants me to do. That's why he put me in front of this microphone, I think, is so that he can maybe teach more people through the lessons that he's teaching me and that's what i do with the sue freeze show sue freeze spelt like fries one word dot com go to my website please go there check it out there is so much information that i've put there that the lord has revealed that it should be there like the ams. the ims is a button you can push and you can get free free i said free three pages of I ams. what are the ims the ams, you know you have people speaking in your life that could be speaking negatives But God is going to speak what he believes about you. And he says you're a child of God. He says you're victorious in his name. You're an ambassador to Christ if you believe in him. And he'll go on and on, but victorious. You know, I have to remember that sometimes. Do you ever go through battles in your life? Do you ever go through things where you just don't know what's going to happen? You just don't know how you're going to get through it? I know. I, I, that happens to me quite often where I'm just like in this thing and I'm like, okay, God, this is bigger than me. You're going to have to show me the way. And he does. And I have to, in my mind, I have to keep saying greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, because there is a devil. There is a God and there is a devil. There are angels that watch over us. I heard something funny. I'll just share it with you is that angels They abide by the laws and the rules. And so if you're speeding, you left your angel back there. And I think about that every time I go faster than the speed limit, because I do do that. um, I do. And I acknowledge that. Um, But I'm leaving my angels, okay, because they can only stay at the speed limit because they abide by the rules. And out of obedience comes blessing. Have you ever heard that? Out of obedience comes blessing. So if you're not obedient to what God is telling you to do, then you've got to understand that you've already made a choice to not get the blessing. So if you want blessings, you need to walk in obedience. But you have to know what obedience is. We we do know uh, right from wrong, for the most part. But there might be some gray areas where we're not sure. Oh, I don't know about this, Right. Um, So when you're in doubt, stop, breathe, think, read, and try to find out what God says about a situation. So one is the Bible, unique ways that God speaks to us. Another one would be prayer. I have a little bracelet that says pray first because, you know, we just – I don't know. I think a lot of people don't understand the power of prayer, and that when we speak prayers, we we speak His words over our lives or those that we're we're praying for. That there's power in those words. There's power, and sometimes things are revealed. You know, sometimes when I'm praying, I will get a vision, or I'll be praying and I'll 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 feel something. I'll I'll, I'll sense something. And it's amazing how this happens. But through prayer, things change. They can change. And if you write a journal and you write your prayers on this journal, it's the best way for you to go back and figure out, because sometimes we don't even realize when prayers have been answered. You know, the big, big ones. Yeah, sure. But, but, you know, nothing is too great or too small for our heavenly father. And so prayer is really important. And it it is a strength builder for you and I. Um, just by speaking his word in our prayers. Prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. It is not only about us talking to God, but also about listening to him. Maybe God won't answer right away, but he will. He may bring to your mind a passage from scripture that will meet your needs, or he may use another believer to deliver a message to you. He may answer your prayers in many other ways. Keep in mind, to validate the answers you get with the Bible, to make sure you've understood it correctly, and that you're following the will of God and obeying him. Also, make sure your prayer times are special moments to connect to God and listen to his voice. Avoid distractions. And create a habit of seeking him in prayer every day. So to create a habit, you guys, it's so important to create a habit. Um, How you do that is it's repetitive, right? And so it takes 21 days to create a habit. So you set your mind to say, okay, when I wake up in the morning before my feet hit the ground, I'm going to pray. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll start praying and then all of a sudden... Some other thought comes in my mind. It's like it's trying to take my mind off of what I'm doing, and I have to really be consistent and disciplined to stay focused on the prayer time, or I will go off into my own little world. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah, I admit it. It does happen to me. Three, Jesus Christ, God the Father, has spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ, in many ways. The birth of Jesus created a unique bond between God and human beings, for Christ is God incarnated. The gospel, which is the good news of Jesus Christ, was first communicated to us by him personally. So Jesus Christ himself, the Holy Spirit, is number four, the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the one where people say, why do you have to listen to your own show, Sue? And I said, because the Holy Spirit guides. The Holy Spirit uh, directs my path, uh, my thought processes and everything, because I ask him to you know, and ask and you shall receive, right? And so I listen to my show because there's a message for me in this show also. The Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost is a third person of the Holy Trinity. The Bible teaches us about many things the Holy Spirit does for us, including he dwells in every true believer. So you have to ask yourself, are you a true believer? You'd have to find out the def- definition of that. John fourteen seventeen, Romans 8, 9. He is the comforter, Jesus promised. So do you ever need comfort? I know I do. I do need. He is that still small voice inside of us that reveals God's truth to us. That means he guides us to do what pleases the Lord and warns us against doing what doesn't. He's also the one who gives us access. Access, there's that word access or key to the Father through Jesus. He listens to our prayers and intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit makes it, imp- makes it possible that we have communication with the Father through Jesus Christ. Another one is church, you know, going to sermons, whether it's at church or Or, you know, you you listen online, you listen to KKLA, or you listen to KDAR, or you listen to sermons, and you can get information there that educates you and helps you understand maybe things at a deeper level. It is not the same as the personal reading. The Holy Spirit uses the preacher to expose the word of God in a way that we can understand it better and apply that Bible verse or passage to our lives. That allows us to live in a way that pleases the Lord. Bible-based sermons are an essential way that God uses to speak to us through the Bible and his chosen ministries. Keep in mind that even godly preachers make mistakes, so we need to check if each message is correct by biblical standards. Also, be aware of false prophets. You know, there is manipulation that goes on. And so you've got to be aware of that and, uh, you know, check check things out biblically. Make sure that it is in alignment. Another one is godly teachers. Godly teachers are so important. Uh, there are other ways you can hear the voice of God in your local church. Godly teachers are people called to minister. To the brothers and sisters by teaching them about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, his kingdom, Christian life, the history of God's people, and many other relevant subjects from Scripture. Bible classes taught by godly teachers are an excellent opportunity to listen to God's voice from Scripture and grow in faith. And this is also really helpful. Just to be in alignment or to be like in a like-minded setting to where you can have other people that might be struggling or that share their faith or share their victory, which helps us and gives us empowerment and gives us strength to endure and push through and, you know, keep our beliefs strong. Um, We we need to surround ourselves with that because that helps us stay strong. Uh, Wise counsel, you know, it says that, you know, like in marriage, if you need counseling to go to a a marriage, a, a Christian counselor, because they can counsel you and help you get through something that maybe you're you're going through. You know, it's not a negative to ask for help. To seek help is a, is a smart thing to do, but you just got to know where to get your help and make sure that who you're going to is someone that's going to give you the advice that is in alignment with the Holy Spirit and the Lord and the Bible. Um, I've been to many, and I can tell you not all of them are uh, in, like-minded, and they would say things that would be contrary to what I believe God would have told me if he was right in front of me to my face. Uh yeah. So so be careful who you go to for counsel It says seek godly counsel, the testimonies of other believers. OK, that's something that's strong for me. I love testimonies because it shows where God has shown up and there's no doubt. And the passion that people have with their testimonies because it's their pain that they they pushed through with the Lord's help. And, you know, God makes messages Out of our messes. I love that because I have messes in my life. So do you, uh, whether you want to acknowledge them or not. They're there and it's okay because we're human. We are all going to fall short of the glory of God. But it's through our stories and the biblical stories in the Bible. He used regular, ordinary people in the Bible. Why? Because he uses regular, ordinary people that have gone through trials and tribulations and have found the Lord through those things and have learned from them, and hopefully we share it and we pull it forward. Our vulnerabilities and our transparencies in our testimonies and those of others really builds our strength and our belief system in our Heavenly Father. So please don't hold back. If you believe that the Lord has brought you through something, there's no denying it truly. Uh, you know, it's really important that we share our testimonies because there's people out there that just don't believe and they might need your story to get through whatever they're going through. And maybe it's you right now that is going through a trying time and you just think you're all alone. And you know, the devil wants you to feel isolated and alone, but you know what? You're not, you're not alone. Just pray for the Lord to bring somebody in your life. And maybe it's this show right now that's giving you some hope for your future. And just understand that there is hope. And there is the Lord is there and he, he hears you. And it might not feel like it, but he is there and he hears you. And there is somebody that's going to come into your life and it's going to give you the hope. And just understand that victory is yours. The victory is yours, and you just have to say it over and over in your mind, in your heart, out loud, so your mind hears you, that you are victorious in Jesus' precious name. You are victorious over whatever it is you're going through. I don't know what it is, but God does. So I hope this has been helpful. Go to Sue Fries, like fries one word.com. Please go there and check it out and connect with me, would you? Uh, and we will be back with more of the Sue fries show right after this brief break for part two of this show so thank you so much for joining have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home warmer weather means it's mating season Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E.C.O.L.A. now, eight seven seven three three two 332 bugs That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E.C.O.L.A., powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E.C.O.L.A.,
0: 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life. A how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to suefreeze.com. That's Sue, F-R-I-E-S dot com. .com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much, E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. You know, the show's been on for 13, 14 years now, and E.C.O.L.A. has been the proud sponsor of sponsoring this show. They are hiring right now, and they need you if you are... Uh, if you have a great attitude and if you're ready for a career move because this is not a job, it is a career, it is a great career and it's something so necessary to the health of your home, your family, the environment, E.C.O.L.A. is there for you. So just check check E.C.O.L.A. out. Go to termitelady.com and there is a application there you can fill out. And We have offices from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo. So anywhere in that area, or if you want to move, you hear this show from somewhere else because this show goes everywhere on the internet and it's syndicated throughout uh, the areas in which uh, E.C.O.L.A. covers, which is San Diego to San Luis Obispo. So uh, if you're interested or you know somebody that's looking for something new. This is a great trade and it's very important to um, your health and the health of those that you love. So uh, let them know about E. Ecola e. termite pest control. So we were talking about just being aware of God speaking to us and that, you know, this life we live is a journey, is it not? And we are learning every minute of every day. At least I know I am. Uh, sometimes we learn and sometimes we're a tough study, right? Sometimes we're just going through and we're just going through the school of hard knocks and we just don't even know it's a hard knock until it hits us really hard. And then you're looking up and you're going, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get out of this one? And uh, the Lord is there. All you have to do is ask him. He is a gentleman. He's not going to snatch you up. He's he's waiting for you to choose him. And, and he did that on purpose. He gave us freedom of choice for a reason. And there's some of listeners maybe that will choose not to believe and not choose to um, reach up. But there's others that are listening, thinking, I, you know, I don't know. Life is just uh, throwing me a tough one right now. And I just don't know how I'm going to get through this moment in this day. And I can tell you, um, part one was talking about a couple of incidences where God has been speaking to me about the keys, the keys to heaven, the keys to success, the keys to a happy, wonderful relationship, marriage, um, the keys to being a good parent, the keys, the keys, okay? It's, It's those lessons that can help us. Be the best we can be here on this earth. I don't know about you. I'm successful. I'm successful in my definition of success. I'm successful. I've reached to that point in my life where I believe I'm successful. Does it mean I've stopped learning? Does it mean I'm not striving? No, I'm still striving. But my striving is different now. It's not for success. My striving now is significance. That word significance means so much more than the word success. I don't know about you, but for me, significance means pay it forward. It means impacting more people. It's impacting people in a positive way. I have almost 80 employees right now, and I've got uh, seven offices. And I can tell you that I learn every day. I learn from my employees. I learn from my customers. I just learn from every relationship that I have that I I want to make an impact. I want it to be a good one. I want people to understand that life is more than just here, you know, breathing in, breathing out. It's more than that. Although as long as there is breath, there is hope, but it's so much more than that. But let me, let me just digress a little bit and say, look, if you were given the, um, right now, if you were given the message, God forbid that you had a year to live, Let's put things in perspective. If you had a year to live, a lot of the things that you're doing, a lot of the things that you're spending your time on, I have a feeling that they wouldn't matter anymore. And if you minimized everything down to what really matters, which I've done, I've done this in my mind, that if I only had so much longer to live, what would be the most important? And I can tell you for me, And I get teary-eyed, and I get kind of choked up in my throat just thinking about it. But it would be my family, my kids, my grandkids, and letting them know how much I love them. You know, it's like just hugging them, just hugging them, holding them, letting them know how important they are to me and my heart, but also to God that they are valuable in his sight, that he created them for a specific purpose, and that their, their whole life would matter more if they understood what that purpose was in their lives. So with that being said, think about your life and think about what really matters. What really matters? If you narrowed it down. I've had a couple friends where I've been at their bedside after they had been diagnosed with cancer, and they were dwindling down. My father died of lung cancer, and I had a girlfriend who died of cancer, and I'd be at their bedside, and I'd watch them just dwindle. And I'd talk to them about what they were thinking about. You know, it's not an easy conversation, is it? But it's so important. And the things that they would tell me and share with me, I've held very dear and near because it it just brings things to the really, the most important point that there could be. So 20 unique ways God speaks to us. Our own experiences. Our testimonies are also a great way to hear the voice of the Lord through everything he has already done for us. Even if we don't recall the intricate details, we can remember how God has forgiven, guided, delivered, loved, and protected us. He's also provided uh, for our needs and taken care of us. The Holy Spirit's presence in our lives reminds us how we have a loving father that we can rely upon. Romans 8:15. And that is so true with me. I've been, I've told my story and you can go and listen to other shows, but I've told the stories that that have impacted my life, things that have happened to me in my life not having a voice as a child, you know, um, sexually molested, raped, uh, just two of the many, uh, going through divorce, uh, just these things. And God was there through it all. And he brought me through to the healing and to the other side of forgiveness of those that had trespassed against me. So with that being said, he's there for you too. He's there for you if you want him, if you decide you want him. I think that we can learn and we can experience his grace, his mercy, and his love. Do you want that for you? If you do, all you have to do is ask him, and he will will make his presence known. So number 10 would be the creation, just understanding the creation, his creation, his amazing power and wisdom. We cannot see God with our physical eyes, but just by observing God's creation, we can recognize the existence of a mighty creator. That's what scholars call general revelation. There are no written words, but we can still learn a few things about God from studying nature. It's just like the Holy Spirit, you can see the wind, you, you can't see the wind. But you can hear the wind and you can see the, the reaction of the wind, like the trees blowing and sand blowing and the waves and just all those things. But you can't see the wind. You can see the what happens with the wind. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. You can't see the Holy Spirit, but you can sense the Holy Spirit and you can see the Holy Spirit in action. You can you can feel it. You can see it in people and things that happen and things that change. And it's amazing. I I just love it. So good books, people that write good books, that's another way that God can speak through you is by you reading a book. And have you ever read something or heard something where you go, aha, it's like an aha moment. Have you ever had that where something is triggered inside your mind and you're going, I never thought about it like that. I never Wow, that is so cool. I never thought about that. Another one is good music. Music has a powerful effect on different people, no matter who they are and which genre they like. Even more so when the music is written and produced to praise and worship the Lord. Music like that compels us to connect to him. No matter what your circumstances are, you can find a song that identifies with it. Then you can sing out to him, feel his presence, and hear his quiet voice through the lyrics of that song. Do you have a song in mind right now that does that with you, where you could be so, so messed, it's just so um, anxious, and then all of a sudden you hear this song, the Holy Spirit, or you just hear this song that just kind of you take a deep breath and you kind of just feel his presence with the words, and you can just get into that moment. I went to Israel, and I was on the Sea of Galilee, and we were singing some songs, and I have to tell you, I have never felt so close to the Lord. And it was like the clouds divided and the sun rays came down right on us and right in front of us. And I have to tell you that my it changed my life forever because I knew the Lord was right there. The Holy Spirit was right there. I, my throat is just all tight right now because of the emotion that it brings when you can feel the Holy Spirit's presence with you and it's an amazing feeling and you don't have it like I don't have it all the time but when I experience that there is no doubt in my mind that God is real that the Holy Spirit is alive and well and that he is moving he's moving and I need him I want him and if you've never experienced it it's there for you too and I'm hoping that through this show and through these words that somehow you're desiring to get to know him better another one is dreams very rarely do i wake up in the morning and remember my dreams but sometimes sometimes there's a message in my dream and it's vivid in my dream and i don't want to wake up because i want to i want to just stay there and I wake up and I'm like, I have to recount. And I I'm recollecting in my mind this dream, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this dream? What is it? Because I went to bed and I was praying, Lord, give me give me revelation, help me with this because I don't know what to do. I I, I have a decision to make and I'm not sure what to do. And sometimes the dream isn't completely clear, but then it becomes clear through my thinking when I wake up and I go through the whole thing it's amazing the bible tells us of the, a few episodes when god spoke to human beings in their dreams on some occasions god revealed future events if you think you had a dream that might be a message from god pray and talk to your pastor to find out what is the right thing to do about it also make sure that the dream is aligned with the teachings from the bible before taking any action if it is not then dismiss it see the devil can get in there so you want to make sure guard yourself protect yourself 14 circumstances circumstances like my key situation or the car that I was driving next to that wouldn't move ahead or behind and stayed right with and I couldn't get I couldn't get up couldn't get around and I felt kind of a little bit trapped like I didn't have open possibilities And in safety and driving, you know, you want to have open possibilities. You want to be able to veer left, veer right, and get out of the way. And, um, you know, just these things, these things, things that happen, and you say, Lord Jesus, is there a message in this circumstance? Is there something that I need to be paying attention? Circumstances are probably the most difficult communication from God to identify and understand. But it is a fact that God sometimes speaks to us through a particular situation. I'm going to move forward. Uh, as much as I would like to stay there because I want to get through these 20 and I don't know if I'm going to have time. Fifteen, promises fulfilled. That's what I was talking about, journalizing. When you journal your prayers and everything, to to um, go read those every once in a while because you're going to find that some of the prayers that you've prayed have been answered. And maybe if you don't go back and go, wow, that one's been answered. Oh, that one's been answered. Oh, 10 out of the 20 are answered. It's really, really revealing and comforting to see that your prayers are being answered. Every promise that God fulfills is a message from him, communicating his faithfulness, reminding us that we can trust him. In the Bible, there are many promises that God made to individuals, to Israel and to the whole church. Many of them have already been fulfilled, and some are still valid today. Our hope is based On them. So when we read about how God fulfilled so many promises before, we are confident that He is a faithful God that will fulfill His promises in our lives as well. I just discovered a book called God's Promises because I wanted to know all his promises. And somebody took the time to find them in the Bible and put them in a book. I am reading this right now because I want to know every single promise because they're available to you. They're available to me. And we need to know what they are, don't we? History. History repeats itself. It says God is in control of everything. He guides us as individuals and he is in control of what happens to humanity as a whole. Did you hear that? When we look at the history of our and other civilizations, we can see in the past God acting to bring everything to pass according to his plans for his glory. There's no doubt that things that may seem like lucky accidents are actually driven by the hand of God. History also shows us how many prophecies made long ago were already fulfilled. It is a big picture of the Lord's plan for humanity, the past helps us perceive God's message, echoing from the pages of Scripture throughout our entire human history. Number 17, our internal moral compass. Okay, so this is so good because you know how you have like that people say that there's a voice on your left shoulder and there's a voice on your right shoulder and they're talking to your ears. And you, you have to have a moral compass to know which one to listen to and which one you're going to act upon. Do you not? Of course you do. There are some ways God talks to the believers and non-believers as well. In this case, every one of us has that inner feeling of right and wrong. When we are saved and justified, the Holy Spirit becomes our guide. But even non-saved people have this internal moral compass that gives them some basic guidance as to the things that God approves or not. Humans may choose to ignore it and sin anyway, but God's small voice is still there. How about suffering? That's another way we can hear God's voice is through our suffering. God speaks to us in different ways, as we've already established. But when we are suffering, sometimes it is harder to listen. However, that's when he is working deeper in our lives. The same way God uses our circumstances to speak to us, he also allows and uses suffering to accomplish his plan in our lives. Again, our messages become his message. Maybe we were the ones who brought pain into our lives through sin, but God can still use it to teach us, to discipline us, to bring us close to him. If you're suffering, instead of pushing God away, seek him harder. You will find what you needed the most. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. How about the joy of the Lord be your strength through our joy? OK, so we have our suffering and then the next one is joy because we do have both, don't we? The Bible says that every good thing comes from God, James 1, 17. So everything that brings joy to our lives comes from him. Unfortunately, human beings usually seek joy apart from the joy giver. So they pursue money, sex, power, pleasures, anything that makes them happy, even if it is only a temporary satisfaction. There's a difference between happy and joy but when we realize that all these different things come from god we understand that we need to use them according to his perfect will so they become blessings in our lives and not idols we need to find our joy in him that way every good thing that brings us joy becomes a reminder of the goodness of our loving father who gracefully gives us much more than we could ever deserve and here's here's 20 which is love God is love. I'm wearing hearts now um, because I just feel like love, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And the symbol for love is our heart. You know, a heart. Our heart is love, right? Our heart and our body, our emotions. It's the heart of the matter. God is love. The ability of any human being or any creature for that matter to love is given by God. God. By his common grace, he enables his creatures to share the love that comes from him. When we become his children, we are called to love. First, God above everyone and everything else, and then our neighbors as we love ourselves. So when we are loved by others, let's remind ourselves that we are receiving from the precious gift that God gave to the world, his own love. Conclusion, God is not silent. God today still speaks to us in various ways. There isn't a single way to connect to him, but we must do everything according to what the Bible teaches us. Keep in mind that you don't have to jump through the right spiritual hoops to be able to hear his voice. Be grateful to the Lord for talking to you in so many ways and be open to listening to God's heart and obeying him. I talk about Jesus calling, enjoying peace in his presence, Sarah Young, and I've got to rush through this, but I want to read this because this is today's message. As you listen to birds calling to one another, hear also my love call to you. I speak to you continually through sights, sounds, thoughts, impressions, scriptures. There's no limit to the variety of ways I can communicate with you. Your part is to be attentive to my messages in whatever form they come. When you set out to find me in a day, you discover what the world is vibrantly alive with my presence. You can find me not only in beauty and bird calls, but also in tragedy and faces filled with grief. I can take the deepest sorrow and weave it into a pattern of, for good. Search for me and my messages as you go through this day. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole being. And here's some scriptures. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. and the last scripture. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, 13. So the question is, are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Are you a believer? Do you have a relationship with your heavenly father? If not, it's available to you. You don't have to change your life and get clean and get good. You just need to make a decision. And you don't have to do anything other than make the decision and realize that God gave his only son to die in your place, to take your sin and wash you clean and white as snow so that you could move forward in what God has for your life and your purpose, to live a significant life, to fulfill the purpose that he created you and only you for. You have special gifts. You have things that God wants you to do. And it's up to you to choose him over happy, over whatever life is bringing your way. And, you know, you can choose the devil and you don't even know what the, you know, you don't know what's the devil, but sin is not from God to walk in his obedience so that you can receive the blessing. It's not easy, but it is easy. You know, sometimes it's, you know, delayed gratification, you might say, Uh, but, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it to do that. But I can't convince you that's something that you're going to have to do for yourself, uh, you know, just to know that that's um, worth it. Anyway, so my suggestion is to figure out what you want out of life, figure out what your gifts are in this world, you know, like what you're good at, and follow that because there's a purpose in your life that God's gifted you with. That you can find a need and fill it. And it's going to bring you so much more joy than anything you could drum up on your own. And it's going to make you feel better about who you are and what you stand for moving forward. So be a blessing to someone each and every day. Contact me by going to Sue Free spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Tell me what you're thinking, if you need any prayer, anything that you need, want. Um, I'm resourceful. So I don't have all the answers, but I do have resources. So connect with me, would you? Because I'd like to hear from you. So be a blessing, Make your, make your make life worth living, and be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you so much. Bye-bye.
0: termites, rats and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-B U G S. Ecola, powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their 2-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS